Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Ragbar. <laughs> what? I'm changing my name. Vanessa Ragland. There Hi. we go. I feel like we have this, hi, I'm so-and-so, that's the name of the show, and then you like do a twist on your name thing down Yeah, pat. it's really good at this point. <laughs> All right, it's really great, you guys. It's People only taken us 193 episodes to figure to it out. To get to this level of goofery. I feel like that's kind of like when a podcast gets its legs and saying what the name of the podcast is, yeah. is around episode 193. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes it's a little before. Often it's a lot later. But Yeah, it's usually after 200 for some people. And like, yeah. I, I feel like we've gotten the name of the podcast down. We have. We are meeting our milestones. Yep. Welcome to the Poop My Concord podcast. <laughs> Poop My Concord podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very fast plane that you try to pass through your digestive system. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, it's early, guys. I'm so uh, sorry. Vanessa's having her coffee. I had a little bit of Coca-Cola on the way here. Ugh, you like my trashy granny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. We've got a great guest today. This guy is super fun. And, and beloved. Yep, I'm glad he's finally here. Matt Myra, who you know from the Nerdist Yay. podcast and several other things. This guy's got like 74 podcasts right now, Yeah, uh, which is fantastic. And uh, really excited to talk with him and goof around. Me too. Yep. So uh, before we get to that, a tiny bit of housekeeping, oh, and gosh. then we'll move on. I know, right? Sometimes you just got to dust off the cobwebs in That's the right. corner of the podcast. <gasps> Otherwise, it's annoying, and then your cats are trying to bat spiders around, and you're like, what are you doing, kitties? <laughs> you know how it is. I do. Anywho, uh, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. You just go to iTunes and search for us, and then you click the fifth star, and you say, this is no complaints from this man. <laughs> I'm looking forward to somebody leaving that review. It will probably be on there. This is no complaints from this man. All right, I like it. Uh, you can also email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We read them all. We'll write you back. Guest suggestions. Welcome. Whatever else you want to say. Observations. We'd love hearing from you guys. It makes it better than feeling like we're speaking into a vacuum. Which I will do into my Dyson. Because I love it. There it is. I kiss it on the lips. Ooh. Um, I just don't like the idea of uh, a vacuum cleaner with lips. <laughs> it creeps me out a little bit. I think it's a, the original elephant trunk. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, you can also donate to us. We're pretty much listener-supported. We have straight sponsors here and there. I don't feel like we're courting that much love this morning, but we do appreciate everything. <laughs> if you go to other episodes, we've been far more professional. Yep. If you go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com, there's a little donate button, and you can click on it and give a gift. Every little bit helps, and we'll give you a shout-out on a future episode what? if you donate. We'll do that on the next episode. How long have we been doing that? That's a wonderful incentive. <laughs> I tell you. Since we started taking money um we do have a sponsor this episode oh yeah i'm glad these guys are back yet again uh mac weldon who make amazing underwear and t-shirts and socks but their underwear especially is phenomenal for dudes and uh i always get really weird during these do you really because i'm just thinking of puns and stuff that's fine but i mean i've seen the work of mac weldon on my husband and well that's one heck of a banana hammock (laughs) (laughs) You can use that quote on your website, guys. <laughs> One heck of a banana hammock. Vanessa Raglan, Pop My Culture Podcast. Uh, seriously, the underwear is phenomenal. It's super crazy comfortable. Um, it's very form-fitting and nice. Yeah. It uh, makes you feel pretty good a about good your fit. junk. And I do the laundry sometimes around here. They wash great. Yeah, they do. 
I mean, not like there was like poop on them before, <laughs> but I mean, they wash and dry. They hold their shape. They're very nice. Yeah, they're really, really, really yeah. nice. And uh, it's and like I said this before, like I bought a pair on a whim. Oh, the and, softball. Right. And, like, yeah, I'm just saying, like I literally bought a pair. Just want you know, they guarantee your first pair. If you don't like it, they'll refund your money. So I was like, what have I got to lose? I got a pair and loved them and bought several since then. And really excited that they've come on as a sponsor on the podcast. And he loves the silver because they keep us. Balls dry during softball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. They are good for, if you're playing sports, the silver pairs are a little more expensive, but they're really great for odor absorption mm. and other things, too. They sweat great, as they say. Um, anywho, <laughs> if you guys want to try a pair or 23... And you um, should. You should. They look good. Apparently, they soak up the stink real good <laughs> <laughs> just go to macweldon.com that's m-a-c-k-w-e-l-d-o-n.com use the code popmy popmy p-o-p-m-y you'll get 20 percent off of your first order that's a good deal what do you get to lose try a pair and by going there and buying a pair you show them that um a you're listening to our podcast and uh you, you B, help support you prepare us how you you're a kind of guy that likes to take good care of your downstairs is another thing that order says. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it's really great stuff, guys. Seriously. Um, it's nice to have a sponsor on board whose product you really honestly love and yeah. use. So thank you, Mac Walden, for supporting the podcast. It means a lot to us. And guys, go check it out. MacWeldon.com. Code POTMY for 20% off. I always like to say, Mac, well done. Nice. Good see, what, see what you yeah. did there. Mm-hmm. See what you did there. So thank you, Mac Walden. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get to our guest, shall we? Uh, Actually, you yeah. know what? Let's. I'm going to make it announce. <gasps> Why not? What are you going to so, do? So, um, as you guys probably know by listening to the podcast, <laughs> uh, I'm one of the co-founders of SF Sketch Fest, the what? San Francisco Comedy Festival. We do it every year. It's a big three week extravaganza with tons of headliners and up and comers and things like that. It's the best. Um, it's so much fun. If you live in the Bay Area, it's the best. But also, we do so many shows. You can come out for a weekend and see tons of stuff. Um, we, our lineup comes out this Friday, November Ooh. 20th at 10 a.m. Tickets go on sale Sunday, uh, the 22nd at 10 a.m. Um, there, I think I can go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. Oh my God. Uh, that we are doing a live pop my culture. What? Like we've done most years at the festival. Huh. And uh, we have a really phenomenal guest. I'm, I'm so, excited. so excited. So I'm going to, I'll go ahead and announce oh. it. Uh, Fred Willard is our guest I on the podcast. Even. I'm it's so excited. going to be amazing. Oh, my so, gosh. So uh, that's the first weekend of the festival. I believe it's that Sunday, January 10th at uh, 1230 p.m. at the Eureka Theater. So uh, come on out if you're in the Bay Area and uh, watch us talk to Fred because yeah. that will be so much fun. We, will, of course, we'll, we'll be recording it. We'll release it as a future episode. But I uh, would love to see you guys there and hang out and say hello. And you guys can watch Fred and I fall in love. There it is. It's been writ in the stars. <laughs> It's true. I think it's going to happen. Uh, so, guys, check that out. You can go to sfsketchfest.com. The full line will be up this Friday. There's some really amazing stuff that we've managed to put together this year, and I'm very excited for everybody to see the lineup. I can't wait. And uh, and, and our guest today, Matt Myra, will be there, too, with uh, with his uh, talk – what is it called? Uh, talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs with Kevin the Smith. The Fraser Podcast. The Fraser Podcast. So that will be really fun. We'll probably talk about that later on the show. Yeah. Uh, so let's do it, guys. Here we go with Matt Myra. Yay! All right, our guest today, uh, well, you know from the Nerdist podcast, then uh, one of his, like, 73 other podcasts, sure. <laughs> Matt Myra is hey, here. Hey, guys. Hi, Matt. Thank you for hey, coming. Matt. So good to be here. Oh, it's good to have so you. So good to have Whenever you. Whenever someone so, calls and says, can you be on my podcast, my answer is yes. I'll be right there. <laughs> Just tell me you where You rushed very quickly. Or as uh, I think it was Kevin Pollack calls it, the new jury duty. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got to yeah. appear. i got to uh, do, uh, do this. Culture. I called in five times last week. I didn't have to go to the show. Thank 
thank God. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great to be here. I'm well, glad. This is one of the... Uh, one of the wasn't this one of the first add-ons to the Nerdist Network? It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we came out around episode 63, and now we're about almost to 200, so... Ethan, Ethan, Ethan Souple was our first uh, nerd nice. guest on that network. Oh, so. wow. You have such nice. a good memory. I just, it was like a, it was a big, big milestone. Deal for you. Yeah, it was cool. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was definitely a big moment for I'm us. I'm surprised yeah. you don't have Katie or Aristotle here recording. I, like I know, you're right? Doing it on your the own. ghosts. Yeah. Ooh. That is the weird thing is like I go on a lot of these other shows every once in a while and like a lot of them have like interns, people yeah, running around sure. and stuff like that too. And we're like, interns? <laughs> <laughs> well, the only one I do that has anybody else recording it is Nerdist. The other ones I do, I I. I just do it. Yeah, might as well. It's very right? easy. Yeah, right. I hate Not. to break it to Aristotle, <laughs> <know>. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting them out of business. That's true. There oh, you go. I want to say so. Matt comes in mm. looking dashing as shit, if Thank I may. You. Thank you he has me. the most beautiful coat on I've ever seen. Shit is dashing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, so I compliment the coat, and what is your response? Uh, Thank you. It's the one James Bond wears in Skyfall. <laughs> and then it comes out. This is one of three coats from that old, yeah, from that film. Yeah, there's three coats in that movie uh, that are in your collection. The, yeah, it's called the the Skyfall trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> Skyfecta. There's a there's a vintage Levi leather jacket from the 20s that he wears in the uh, when he disappears onto that island where he's drinking oh. this. Tequila with the Scorpion. I don't know if you right. remember the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. And then when he goes to Shanghai and he has that fight in the the beautiful fight in the building with yeah. that guy, uh, he's wearing the Billy Reed Pico, which I'm wearing, which I was wearing today because it's windy as fuck. Yeah, I'm yeah. not crazy for wearing a coat in Los Angeles. Today. No, no, it's really like it, the power's out all over the place. Yeah. There's and palm fronds like everywhere. Intense weather, and it was chilly. Mm-hmm. I got up this morning to deal with the fact that the fence around my house blew down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. That happened to the construction line next door, the uh, whole thing, and it's like a yeah. dugout basement, the whole fence all around it, so uh, we could just fall into the abyss right now. It's crazy, yeah. I got up, uh, and I I saw, what I saw was my next-door neighbor. I was in the kitchen, like, making <laughs> coffee, and I saw my next-door neighbors looking out into the back, like, oh. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's not, that's not a good look to look into the backyard and say that. And then I uh, just took a peek outside and I was like, oh, we used to have two fences. <laughs> now I have a driveway that's covered in cedar. Oh. One, two fences here yeah. before hey, you just go ahead. Wow. <laughs> so I uh, dealt with that this morning in my pajamas. And, and put on some bond clothes, and then I and then I got dressed. I was like, I got a shower. I got to make this happen. Well, what's your pajama situation? I wear a, I wear a long a pant pajama with little mm-hmm. tiny axes on it. I got that. Uh, oh, like Roger the, Moore wears in Live and Let Die. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, I got, and then I always sleep in a I sleep in a baseball jersey shirt, like a oh, softball yeah. shirt, you know. Yeah. Just so, like, when I go outside in my funny pajama pants and socks, I look like. A man. A normal guy. Yeah. I'm like, oh. This guy's got a sports affiliation. That's a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or if the Warriors come by, you can yeah. join up with the gang I right away. No problem. Yeah. No, no problem whatsoever. I'll, I'll paint a little of the face. It's not a problem. <laughs> You're good to go. I'll get You're halfway there. there. Uh, yeah, so I dealt with that, and then I was like, i got to put on a hard shoe. Because <laughs> I wanted to deal with the fence and like pulling it. Into the from the driveway to the yard, just laying it flat. <laughs> so I put on a shoe. The you have had a day from Spectre, in case you're wondering. Are they really? They are, yeah, I got these in England during my honeymoon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Your wife had the time of her life. Oh, she was. She. I got her a pair of shoes from there too. From the movie. From the 
place that it's like these it's this company Crockett and Jones they're handmade shoes oh from Northampton uh and we just happened to walk by the store, and I was like, let's go check it out. Because I have a bunch of their shoes. I don't think you happen to. Okay. <laughs> no, I do. I have a bunch of their shoes, and we were, it happened to be very close to where we were uh, eating lunch. So I was like, let's there just you pop go. over. Popped over, oh. tried these on. I was like, these are great. I would just one time in yeah. one Bond movie, yeah. one scene yeah. where he's out of milk, uh-huh. and uh-huh. he has to go down to the corner <laughs> store, and he just throws on, like, flip-flops, <laughs> some sweatpants, like an Arsenal sweatshirt or something, <laughs> you know, and just breaks some change and just throws it on the thing and takes the milk out. what his affiliation is. That's an interesting question. He's above all that. No, nah, I feel like he's, like, Scottish national team. Cause, oh, that makes yeah, sense. Okay. Probably. Yeah. He's a Scot. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, so you got that going for him. Uh, but yeah, no. Today I put on the the big jacket. That's my like when I go to New York jacket. Right. But I was like, it's today so chilly. You might as well be. Why not go to New York and L.A. But right. you're about to have. I uh-huh. mean, a delicious thing happen to you. Yes. At, Soon uh, at one fifteen oh, p.m. Oh man. I uh, Daniel Craig is going <gasps> to be on the Nerdist podcast. <laughs> I know. Guys, is it your first Bond you've met? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, it's my first. That's crazy. The only other when we when I was hosting Attack of the Show, we had on um, God, and I forget her name, but she plays Money Penny in the movies uh, right now because Skyfall had just come out, and she was on the show. She's the only other person from a James Bond movie mm. I've met. How did that go? It seemed to go swimmingly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm What's trying to think if I've met anybody from them. I guess I met John Cleese once, so I guess that that counts. That, counts. that totally counts. He that, played. Q. Yeah. We played R and then he played Q. Q. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've got that one. I don't have one yet. <laughs> You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people floating around that were in James Bond movies. You might have met George Lazenby and you just wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, yeah I bet I did. Yeah. Well, I met Sean Bean, who was in Goldeneye. Right. That counts. There you as go. A, as a yeah. person that was in a James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I still would love Dame Judy Dench, would be an amazing one to get. That'd be that'd be a fun meet. Meh, just kidding. <laughs> How exciting would it be to meet Dame Judy? A dame, Dench. what a dame! Uh, but yeah, that's it. And so the Daniel Craig thing came about very quickly. Over the uh, Friday, uh, I got a note from our booker that was like, "Hey, might have what's your what's your mon- what's your Sunday Monday like?" I was mm. like, uh, uh, "It's kind of." Not great. And they're like, well, we might have Daniel Craig. I was like, I'll clear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry you have to nuts. do this first, but it'll no, get you warmed up, woken up. This is podcast one of three today. I'm oh doing my three. gosh. Hey, podcast marathon. I'm, just, I'm doing it. Just grab some cookie dough sport in between them and yep. keep moving. Just grab it, pound it, and go. Yep. I wonder if he'll be as tall as you hope he is. I know how tall he is. That's the sad part. How tall? He's my height. Four eight. <laughs> How tall are you? Four foot eight. No, uh, I uh, he's I'm five nine and he's between five eight and five nine. And really? The, Love it. Yeah. But he's stocky. Like that's just kind yeah, of you know. He's built. One hundred eighty two yeah. pounds. Yeah, I know a lot about James. Whoa, well. mama! Well, you got to know what size shirt, like clothes he's wearing. I wear a size bigger on the jacket than he does. Anyway. You know all the things. I know too much. Because that website that I was telling you about earlier, oh. jamesbondlifestyle.com, <laughs> big fan of that website, they will tell you, essentially, they'll boil it down to, like, what size he wore. It's funny, because, like, that jacket, for instance, it's a very, it's a snug jacket. So yeah. when you button it up, you button the two top buttons, and the bottom button's supposed to be open anyway. So, they so put if you have a belly ring, size, it shows. Yeah, it's a size, it runs a size smaller than it should. So they're, like, uh, in, the, in the regular scenes, he's wearing a medium. And then in the action scenes, he's wearing a large. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like, wow, that's a lot of information. So it's much weird. Knowledge. Like sizing stuff's weird because like I had to. I needed like a 
like a trench coat that looked like a reporter from the you know 1930s trench coat for a sketch and so i went online trying to find one i found one like in japan that was cheap Mm-hmm. And I'm not a oh, big Japanese guy. Sizing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big guy. It's XXXL. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's still fairly snug on me. That's ah. amazing. Like, it's crazy. To like runs eight sizes too small or whatever. Like, <laughs> the other, like, the other jacket, the, the barber jacket, which is the barber field coat that he wears in the Scotland scene <laughs> when he's at Skyfall. That I have that coat too. But that was designed by a Japanese designer, so that one runs small. So you gotta order a size bigger. It's crazy, guys. It's I mean, I'm here to just tell you all fashion. about it. So I got to ask you. So Spectre yeah. came out. I have not yet gotten to it. I uh-huh. want to very uh-huh. badly because yeah. this festival thing has taken over my life. But we announced yeah. on Friday, and then I will go see it this Bam. weekend. Fantastic. Because um, I can't wait. Um, and it's doing well. Yes. The bo- international and mm-hmm. domestically. It's retained the number one spot again. Mm-hmm. But I had read something that said that it needs like $650 million worldwide to break even. Yep. That Whoa. crazy. It was a very expensive movie. I think they put the budget somewhere at like... Two seventy-five. Jesus, the budget for the movie, which is crazy. But I feel like a lot of that budget was cars they ended up destroying. Like yeah. it seems like I don't under. And they had like during the production of the movie, there was a story that came out that like eight of the Land Rovers they had like these custom Land Rovers built for the movie. They all got stolen. No, oh, wow. <laughs> someone like stole all oh, of them. Oh my gosh. Parked. So they, you know, that probably runs up the bill a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be eaten I'd out of the budget. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little problem, a hiccup today. Uh, yeah, plus the marketing on the Bond movies. Yeah, is yeah it's insane. And so that makes sense that it has to make that much money. And I think it will. My only concern is that I, a lot of the reviews, I don't, I don't understand the reviews. They're kind of lukewarm. Like yeah. how so? You're a big, you I love love this it. one? I yeah. loved this movie. And, uh. I thought it was such a welcome change to the previous few where it was very James Bondy. It was very much him trying to figure something out, going on a sort of mission. You had Q, you had some gadgets, you had M. It was like all the things you want from your James Bond, like Mad Libs, it was in there. Right. It was great. I loved it. It was two and a half hours long. They all kind of tend to be nowadays. Yeah. It's, this is the longest one ever. Is it really? Yeah. Wow, that's and crazy! It's, it's great. It's it's it was so cozy. I saw it at the iPick in Pasadena. I can't wait. It's it's weird to me that like okay, this is what Daniel Craig's fourth yeah. Bond movie, and when Casino Royale happened, there was the big uproar of like he's a blonde Bond. This can't Huge happen. Uproar. Like and ev- everybody wanted Clive Owen to do it. I think that was yes. kind of the one that people were in, a yeah. fan of because he had done Croupier yeah. and like had that I can and wear a tux. Look. Yeah. yeah, he has the, the dark hair and all the things you think you want in a James. Bond. And he's kind of dry and like that would totally work but he didn't get it he did shoot him up yeah. but that was kind of fun he did mm-hmm. shoot him up and he played a spy he played a british spy i feel like in the pink panther movie with the uh, oh with steve martin with steve that martin. one it's either that or i mean either it's one of these two movies and they're nothing alike but <laughs> it's either he played a british spy in one of the pink panthers or it was in the tuxedo with Jackie Chan and Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> One of those oh, two movies, I swear Or the Croods. But like, he played like a 007 type, type. of guy oh. as like a fun little joke of like, I didn't get the part, but, but here, here I, I am. am. Yeah. And so, so Craig has done these four, and Craig was quoted as saying, like, I would rather kill myself than play James Bond again. Sure. Which, you know, of course you take that extreme view. I get that. Um, I get wait, it. why? Why do you get it? I get it because he had just come off of... I credit it to the man being... Just coming off of this physically grueling movie where you're in 90% of the scenes. Yeah. 
And in 80% of those scenes, you're in the midst of fighting someone. You're in yep. an action sequence. And he lost a fingertip. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, broke it. <laughs> like, like he did. Like he yeah. like, ruptured an Achilles yeah. or like his ACL or something. Yeah, and then he like. Got, he got hurt. Uh, he had these, they had to stop down for a while because he hurt his leg. So, you know, I could see coming off of that movie for five months where you're shooting that movie. And then going into these press junkets, which are endless. Right. Yep. Same I question over and over. I be like, I would rather cut my wrists than do this again. Right. <laughs> I, can totally, I, I get it. An extreme phrase, you know, maybe not the best choice Perhaps of words. Perhaps a regrettable phrase, yeah, but the but, you know, state of mind. I get what he was saying. Yeah. It's, it's the British sarcasm you have to understand. <laughs> you know, I got it. I'm with them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> get him. So after we're best friends today. No, you already are best friends. But once he finds out about it. There it is. And there's been rumblings, too, that, like, he is considering coming back. Like, yeah, he it's, will come back. Of course he will I, come back. You got hey, to. they made him a producer on Skyfall. Which right. they had never done for any of the James Bond movies before. They'd never made any of these Bond guys producers. Yeah. So he's got to share that. Mm. And he comes back and does Spectre, which if you... Was he a producer on that as well? Yeah. So the next one, of course, he's going to get another, a bigger piece. He yeah. just needs to rest a little while. He just needs to stop down. Yeah. Maybe do a movie where he's just riding trains. Like maybe Oh, yeah. Like, Something, oh. a little think piece. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to stay in this train. Well, that's the thing, too, is his other stuff over the last couple of years outside of Bond is not done well. Cowboys and Aliens right. kind of tanks. You can't blame him. You can, I don't blame him for that at no. all. But And then he did that, like, that... <laughs> not my best friend. That Haunted House <laughs> movie thing or whatever that was. The what? Um... There's some like thriller thing. I can't remember yeah, the name yeah, of it. Yeah. That but I also don't remember the name the of. Something House, the Something House. Glass, I can't remember. Glass something. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. That's a movie with Louis the stuff he did, but The stuff he did did not do well. Yeah. Like it's, it's his name well, outside of Bond isn't necessarily draw yet. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo did all right. It did good, but that's also like, you know, it's oh, like. Oh, yeah. Coming off a of. Franch- com- yeah. Uh, it's a franchise. It's already got yeah. a built in following. Sure. Um, but yeah, he hasn't like. I don't think his star power is enough yet to open a movie unless it's James Bond. But that could change. I th- well, it's interesting. Like, that's you've never sort of that is a case that has never been sort of tested outside of Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of been a thing where these guys act in their prime and they do it for so long that when they come out of it, it's like, I guess I'll go be second banana to so and so and something. Roger Moore never really did anything outside of James Bond. George Lazenby did one movie and was drummed out of the business and then Timothy Dalton just was like I'm going back to the West End to do Shakespeare yeah. and then he popped up like in uh, Hot Fuzz and things yeah, like that Hot Fuzz <laughs> Doctor Who yeah you know all these little things but with Daniel Craig I think I think he very much he has the potential to do stuff outside of I think so I think it just has to be the right thing it's oh, funny you so know when good. in their contracts him. they can't wear a tuxedo in any other movie really yeah. <gasps> forever yeah oh well, my not forever gosh. not forever not oh. forever for a while there, James Bond, they cannot appear That's in a tuxedo. That's awesome. Any it other sucks movie. because I Daniel love Craig. whoever thought of that. That is the best loophole. It really Faith, sucks. I've got an idea. Like, it's like such a Daniel Craig really movie. wanted to do the Tuxedo Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the script was so good. He was going to be Jackie Chan in the Tuxedo. <laughs> Damn it! I just got a call from my lawyers. No, but that's like a fun clause they throw into because they're very protective of the image of James Bond. So. As they should be. Uh, yeah, I remember that was a big thing where like they wanted him to snowboard, I think, in some movie. And the uh, Broccoli Estate was like, nope, James uh, Bond would not snowboard. He'll ski. Well, James Bond did invent snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, with what? the cello in, case? No, in A View to a Kill. <laughs> okay. The Beach Boys song kicks in. I don't know if you remember Surfing U.S. No, is it? Uh, which It's some Beach Boys song. 
kicks in. It's totally out of place. It's very of a Roger Moore era James Bond movie, but he had they're riding snowmobiles. One of the skis gets kicked off of a snowmobile, and James Bond's got nothing else to do, but he, he puts the snowmobile ski on his, and he snowboards down the hill in the 80s, the 85. Whoa. So there's like the whole thing of like, James Bond invented snowboarding. <laughs> right. I think they the were just thing. afraid that he was going to crack open a Mountain Dew yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, go <laughs> all extreme. Ready, hit the right. half pipe, talk to Sean White about designing clothes for Target. <laughs> so it's going to be a whole thing. Like, yeah, it's that's, a slippery slope. <laughs> Listen. Sean White's like the bad, the villain in some movie, and that's how he infiltrates. No, he's just like, I'm going to snowboard the K-12 versus <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wait. Here comes James Bond, <laughs> and he's on one ski. <laughs> Double Bro Seven. Is Double that a thing? Bro Seven. I love it. I'm watching it. Yes. Whatever it is, I'm watching that's it. Right. Yes, I'm in Double development. That's Half good, pipes that's off good, forever. That's a good, that's a good uh, <laughs> parenthetical title for the James Bonding podcast. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. Double Bro Seven. Double bro seven. <laughs> James Bonding with Matt and Matt. Double Bro Seven. I love it. That's great. Thank you. I just need to be credited. Thank you. You'll be credited. Uh, and dig we'll letters. We'll say it at the beginning of every podcast. And if podcast. you could send everyone to my Amazon <laughs> wish list. James Bond will return, bro. <laughs> Later, bro. Uh, well, Since we're on the Bond kick right now. Yeah. Yeah, this sure. is the thing oh. you're going to do later. I might as well knock it out now. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a Bond quiz because I know yeah. you're very knowledgeable, Go. and I think I'll kick the shit out of this. But I'm going to so give you confident a list. I think you'll do great. I'm going to give you a list of 10 Bond movies. You tell me the year they came out, who the Bond girl was, and who the main villain was. Oh, okay. The do name, name of the, the Bond girl's actors? Character or actress? Character. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're going to go technically in chronological order here. So, gotcha. um, number one, from Russia with love. Uh, from Russia with love was uh, released in 1963. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bond girl, Russian name. She's um, mm-hmm. God. First name. Also, the name of a in the Princess and the Frog Disney movie. Oh, great. <laughs> First name? I no. know exactly what that you. is. Okay. Or the actress from Orphan Black, who is amazing. Tatiana. And there's the first name of it. Oh, Tatiana Romanov? Yeah. 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 That's the one. And the bad guy? Red. It's uh, Robert Shaw. It's, uh, yeah. I just think of him as Red. That's all I ever called him. There you go. Uh, number two, Thunderbolt. No. Yeah. Is that his name? It's just Red, yeah. Red, yeah. Thunderbolt. Thunderball 1965. Yep. Yes. That uh, Domino. I mean, that's got a couple of yep. Bond girls. Uh, Domino would be one. And then what was the qu- other question? The villain? The villain, yeah. Well, it's... There's well, a technically few, it's but, Blofeld. Right. But it's... Uh, sk- oh, God. What's SC? I hate Thunderball, by the way, for the record. It's <laughs> the most boring movie Whoa. ever made. <laughs> Good theme song. It's a great theme song. Tom Jones is fantastic yep. singing that song. But uh, what I hate about that movie is they shoot underwater scenes for, like, it's all in real time. Like, you need to see him go down to where he's going, (laughs) slowly fight someone. It's a whole thing. And all of, I would say 60% of that movie happens underwater with little to no music. It's very boring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're like, look at the technology. Oh, God. The Disco Volante was the name of his boat. And uh, his last name is the name of a very beloved theater here in Los Angeles. The up oh, Pantages, of course, is yeah. <laughs> Gary Pantages. Is the bad guy? What's his initials? Uh, e L. Oh, Largo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? Nope. I don't know. Emilio. Emilio Largo. Emilio Largo. Okay. You won't miss that again. Oh, God, Largo. I hate that movie. 
<laughs> Number three, diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, diamonds are forever. Tiffany Case, of yep. course. Such uh, a good name. Blofeld is the villain in that one. Yep. And that movie came out 69, 70. 70. 69? 71. Yeah. 71. There it is. Six, oh, so they were stopped down for two years. 69 was uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Okay. Because of 71. all that underwater shit. Yeah, they were like, we can't. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, number four, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Solitaire. Yep. Uh, the. God damn it. Uh, Kananga. He's one of them. Yeah, and uh, oh, she wants Sex a henchman, in the city. Uh, which is um, God. He's so good too. There's a few. There's the there's this there's the silent guy. Then there's the guy with the claw hand. Then there's the voodoo guy himself. Yep, Kananga. Kananga's one. Yeah, Kananga, Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Mr. Yep. Big's the quiet guy. Yeah, who gets eaten by a couch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the year for that one was when we were young in our hearts. Nineteen seven. That's uh, that's gonna be seventy three. It is. Correcto. Yeah. It is. Mondo. Uh, number five, the man with the golden gun. Oh, Scaramanga. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's seventy. Did they go right back to back? That might be seventy four. They did. Back-to-back. And uh, Scaramanga and the Bond girl in that. There's two in that. Mod Adams played one of them. Uh, oh god what is her name James Bond almost breaks her arm to get information from her it's a great scene but brutal uh, initials double A oh no I don't know uh, Andrea Anders yeah no, yeah, no. <laughs> no not gonna get that uh, <laughs> number six Moonraker oh Moonraker what a fun treat that is uh, Holly Goodhead <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep and not even getting we've subtle. been too that, delicate uh, that's uh that's gotta be 78 right 79 79 79 because they had to follow Star Wars and go we need to put this in space there's a couple Bond girls there's Holly Goodhead Bernice Blowjob <laughs> <laughs> Bernice Blowjob that's a great name um and the villain in that God, what is his name? French actor. God. There's a line of clothing that ends with boss with the same first name. Is his name Hugo? First name. No, Hugo. Ah, oh, fuck. It's okay. No, no, this is not okay. It's totally okay. You guys are being shown you up. You got here. a good life. No, you're doing pretty happening. goddamn good. I don't There's know a lot of details. Uh, it's no, no, that's not true at all. Fuck <laughs> uh, you, It's not Hugo Strange. No, 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 no. no. That's now you don't have any respect. Uh, God, he's got the. He owns the shuttle. He owns the French. Yep. Palace. His name Hugo. It's got to be a French name. It's short. It's four letters. It's very hard. I don't think you'll get it. Oh, God. Matt Gorley would be dominating me right now. Oh, he's, yeah. He knows everything there's now. Uh, Hugo, Hugo, Hugo. Just repeating the name isn't going to help you. Hugo, (laughs) Martin Scorsese. It's 3D. Everyone (laughs) loves it. It came out in the winter. Didn't do well financially, but it's a hoop. I got no. It's Hugo Drax. Drax, of course it's Drax. You're right of there. Of course it's of Drax. Course. Of course. God damn it. 
It's okay. It's okay. Well, a couple more of these. Number it's seven, a view to a kill. Over. <laughs> it's something Zorin. squeaking is yep. killing me. That's okay. Let it squeak. Guys, don't worry about the squeaking. It's probably the power it. generator yep. turning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anything to keep the podcast going. Uh, Hugo Strange. Mod Adams, uh, not in this one. This one is uh, Tiffany Roberts. Tina Roberts plays... Oh, God, I don't even... It's a I double don't. S name. Seuss Mothers. Nope. <laughs> Stacy Sutton. Oh, no. And the year... 85. There you go. One of my favorite favorite Bond uh, theme songs, by the way. I love it. Oh, it's great. It's so good. That song is great, and I appreciate it when I hear it on the radio out of nowhere. Yep. Like, it's just a hoot. Uh, play it sometimes on uh, 80s uh, on 8, 80s on, on eight. Sirius uh, XM Radio, and sometimes they play it on uh, First Wave. You ever listen to First Wave? Mm-mm. Great station. It's all... Is it on Sirius? It's all 80s new wave music. Nice. It's great. It's a hoot. It's on Sirius, yeah. It's Sirius number three on my free preset. Whoa. There you go. Howard, uh, Howard 100? Mm-hmm. Howard 101. Ah! <laughs> 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 then the... Uh, Three is the uh, first wave, and then I do the four is the alternative station. What is it? It's a, cool a 90s alternative station. It just plays the same six bands over and over again. That's enough. Yeah, that's all you need to know. And then, <laughs> uh, then I do decade, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and zero is... Uh, Klezmer music. Yep. <laughs> zero for a little while was the bluegrass station, Ooh. and then I turned it to... The NFL station. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> bluegrass in the spring. <laughs> now you know my Volvo's preset. Yes. Uh, number eight, The Living Daylights, my personal favorite. Bond the Living movie. Daylights is a great, great, great Bond movie. Olivia, no, not Olivia, the other Diabo sister, Miriam, Miriam Diabo. Olivia followed me on Twitter, not Miriam. Uh, whoa, nice. I'm just saying. Nice. Uh, Living Daylights. Who is the villain in The Living Daylights? There's a couple different Al- ones. I mean, he helps Al Qaeda. Yep. Uh, which is great. <laughs> it's a different time. Different time. It helps all kind of fight the Russians. Uh, the villain I went with is the one played by Jeremy Crabbe, because ultimately uh-huh, he is the villain, uh-huh. even though Fred yeah, Dalton I'm not going to get that name. Uh, Georgi Koskov. Oh, Koskov. They're all like variations. It's Whenever it's a Russian, deal. it's Koskov, yep. Romanov, yep. uh, Sikorsky, like, it, yeah. Anyway, uh, and the, what am I missing here? The Bond girl's name, but Bond girl's name is cello her. playing yep. lovely lady. Kara Melovi. Yeah, I was not going to get that either. Uh, number nine, this is maybe my favorite of the uh, names of the Bond girls. The world is not enough. Oh, Christmas Jones. Yep. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor Christmas, Christmas Jones. <laughs> She's a nuclear physicist. Played by Denise played by Richards. Denise Richards, who of course. Who very convincing. Yeah, she was the least convincing in any role I've ever seen anyone in. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the king is her name. Uh, well, I guess we're looking for what's-his-face, the henchman. Uh, it's a bullet lodged. Robert Carlyle plays yep. him. He has a bullet lodged in his brain. He feels no pain. He can push himself harder. He can push himself longer than any other man. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, God, what is his name? This is ridiculous. I'm I feeling so sad. I believe that right it technically would translate to Fox, I believe. Yeah, well, of course. Now I know. <laughs> uh, well, you know that because of Wayne's World. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I hate trivia God so much. Damn. It's uh, I'll just give it to you. It's Renard. 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 And the year on that guy? 
Uh, Renard Rayner. The year on the... No, I'm just telling you. I know. Oh, nice. oh good. Uh, <laughs> uh, 1999. That's I it. That's right. Yeah. That Last one. Because the first sequence had the Millennium Dome in it in, in England, which was a new thing at the time. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. Go and ahead. Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Uh, that was 20-5, right? 2006. Six. 2006. Yep. Sorry. Uh, Daniel Craig, Lashif. Yep. Uh, Eva Green plays Vesper Lynn. There you it is. got it. Uh, boom, yeah, boom. That's, yeah. Daddy's that's back in his comfort zone. I, like I mean, hearing. considering all, I think you did pretty goddamn good. Wait, who is your favorite Bond girl of all time? Uh, that's a great. It's got to be Vesper. It's got to be Vesper. Really? Lynn. She's the most important of the bunch. Second to Tracy, played by Diana Rigg in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, because Bond marries her. So it's like. You have and to. it's Diana Rigg. I mean, yeah. Have you gone to the Vesper Bar in Vegas? That's like, is that the Aria? I think or the Win? Like one of those. Like a bar just called the. It's Vesper called the Vesper Bar. bar yeah, I've it sort of has like it has like a big chandelier. It looks kind of Bondy. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. I can make a Vesper. There if we were is. at my house, I could. I have What's all the What's a Vesper? It's a it's a martini with gin, quinoa mm-hmm. uh, lay, which is a which is a white French wine sort of, and uh, vodka. A twist of lemon, and you actually get the peel of the lemon in the drink. Gin and vodka, straight up. The thing is, like, it'll knock your socks it's off. Pretty, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty potent. Wow. It's, it's pretty potent. It's just booze. It sounds yep. delicious yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, you did awesome on that in uh, Casino Royale. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, this a, guy. It's Ian Fleming's drink. Ian Fleming invented it. Really? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. Wow. That's why now, and now it's on bar menus. How cool is that? To, like, that would be so cool. And it's drink. like, oh, my drink is a restaurant now in yeah, Vegas yeah. because oh. I'm that cool. Oh. Right? That That's could happen it. to all of us, what guys. Food. Probably most of us. That'll happen to Well, so. let's figure it out right now. Come yeah. right. drink, guys. Uh, 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 let's put some crushed ice in the ice. bottom. <laughs> and a Nashina Chad A twist of... Uh, it's 14 cherries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> soap. <laughs> Light in the palm olive, please. Um, well, here's another thing we should probably talk about. We are okay. about a month away from Star Wars coming out. People Star have already got their Wars. tickets. It's happening. I have my tickets, guys. Yeah, as do I. Yep. Um, what does your gut say? My gut says it's going to be a hoot. Mm-hmm. Another hoot. Another yep. hoot. Much, much like it's the... It's a three hoot Monday. Three hoot Monday. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, no, I think it's going to be good. I think I, I think it's going to be good because I trust J.J. Abrams with this source material yeah. better than I trusted him with Star Trek, rightfully so. Right. Because uh, he loves Star Wars so mm-hmm. much. And Star Trek, he kind of had to learn as he was making the movie. Right. Uh, but if there's anybody that has a reverence for the franchise, I feel like J.J. is that person. And everything I've seen of it, I've only watched the... First and second trailer, and I'm out. And I yeah, I don't no want to see it anymore. I don't yeah. know why people are like, there's more scenes. It's like, well, just watch no, it when no, the movie comes no. out. Yeah, I'll just check it out when the movie comes out. Right. I'm very excited. I have high hopes, and I think it's going to be great. I hope so. I, one of the things is like, you sound already, like reserved and judgmental. Well, I mean, you have to be. You have, I mean, okay. considering what episode one have been did, broken too many times. I, I, I camped out for episode one for a night. Like, I've. You know. I, oh, dude! I saw episode one in the theater. It was a weird summer for me because, like, I was—I didn't have a car yet. I was 16 years old, and my best friend in high school lived walking distance to the movie theater. And it was over the summer. I saw it nine times in the theater. Whoa. I saw episode one nine times in the theater. Just Star Wars and getting pussy all summer. Oh right? gosh! <laughs> thinking about what would it be like to touch a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. So I saw. Is that the most you've ever seen a movie in the theater? Nine times. It is. The other weird, the other weird movie I saw 
I saw five times in the theater. No one would ever guess this, but the movie I saw five times in the theater. Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci. No, <laughs> it was it was a it was the third in a trilogy of movies. I'm going to try and give you guys hints. Honey, I shrunk uh, the... Matrix no. Revolutions. No, uh, it was directed by Jay Roach. Also, the third Austin Powers. Yes. Really? Is that gold member? Gold member. Five times? Yes, I saw it five times. With Beyonce? With Beyonce. What was the hook for you? I don't know why that movie (laughs) made me laugh so much. You love Spy World. I do enjoy Spy World, but like, for some reason, the third Austin Powers movie. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I had seen the same episode of Real Sex that Mike Myers based Gold Gold Member on, like the swinger, the German swinger who eats his own skin. Like it was just that whole. It was so funny to me. Oh my gosh! I haven't seen that movie since it left the theaters. Maybe right, don't. Well, I think it's I think perfect you're done. like so that. I don't know that. It, I don't know if it will hold up. But for some reason, that was a movie that I like. It came out August. Came out like July, August of whatever year it was, and for my birthday, I made everybody go see it. <laughs> like, and it was my third time oh, seeing it. My I was like, gosh. I was like, let's go see Austin Powers again. You do know that if you see Goldmember a sixth time, Beyonce crawls out of the screen. Oh my god! Oh, no, hurry! It's a six, I don't know though. if I want. No that. one's done it. Oh, I think for me, it's like I think four is the most I've seen anything in the theater. And uh-huh. There's two movies I saw four times. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Great, that's a good choice. Like the best thing yeah. ever. Uh, and Waiting for Guffman. Those are the two. Oh, those wow. are two. Those are great, great choices. Yeah. I, you're very cool. You're doing a better job of this than I was. I'm never like I don't usually get to fanatic zone of things until I can do it in the privacy, like mm-hmm. with a mm-hmm. you know with a VHS or a, like a DVD. Like those are the times I remember multiple watches. But I never. I guess I was just too frugal to go to the theater like more than once, unless it was a real situation where I got invited to go and I sometimes yeah it's family or whatever yeah. like they want to go see it and you've already you seen it like oh it's good you know I also once one day saw six movies in a day <gasps> dang yeah that was in 1998 the, and I remember the movies too most of them are these, these in the theater it's my like you spaced in them out the theater, yeah. okay so it started with a it was a charity screening you bring canned goods and you got to see a christmas story on the big screen so oh, that's cool did that it was like nine o'clock in the morning eight o'clock some it was very early showing <laughs> so i went from a christmas story to toy story 2 so far so good to sleepy hollow whoa to dogma <laughs> to end of days the schwarzenegger just movie, unraveling right? the uh, day unravels <laughs> <laughs> and Two, three, four. There's another movie, and I don't remember what it was. What a day. But that day. was a day where I Dang. saw six movies in the theater. I think I saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith maybe three times. Did and you? I feel I've like never seen it. Something it's about fun. that really got me. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun movie. I love spy stuff. I love like sure. gadgetry and yeah. all those things. And I really, I don't know, I liked that one a lot. You're really digging on their love? I was digging on their love big yeah, time. Nice. And yeah. it was before it was official, but I was, you know, I... As a woman now with perspective, I regret my position, but yeah, at the time, sure. I you was really know. rooting for Angie because yeah. it just seemed like that's what Brad needed. I, I don't went, know. Like, and that's what Angie wanted, and she should get what she wants. <laughs> but so should Jen. I mean, everyone should respect salt each other. True, too. Salt. True. Yeah. Salt was yeah. great. Early, uh, early Chiwetel Ejiofor for yeah. work. Um, I went to, I remember I went and saw uh, Galaxy Quest when it came up by myself. 
because Jenny at the time was like, Tim Allen, like what? And I was like, I don't know. It just looks kind of fun. First and then I all, saw it. I agree with her position. Right. <laughs> On paper. It's like, whatever. So I saw it and I was just like, I was like, you're coming with me tomorrow. We're seeing it again because it's the best thing. You will love the shit out of it, which she did. And like, like I think it's the, like the one of the only times I've ever like seen something and like I'm going back tomorrow and I'm taking people. Yeah, Aww. was that movie because it rules. Galaxy Quest is great. So Have you good. Seen Galaxy yeah. Quest? yeah, it's so funny. It's so good. Such a great concept too. Yeah, but I mean, so good. it doesn't hold up to the Santa Claus movies. The mountains <laughs> later, <one. laughs> right. that's where he really surprised right. me. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus. They did three of those. Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What if that was the third one I saw? I was like, <laughs> for some reason, that third one really hits Five home. times, you guys. That holiday Why feeling. Is I just kept thinking Why he'd get out of the contract, but he never did. <laughs> it's such an embarrassing statistic. You know, if you, like, I'm saying, I no, slide I think over we're a piece the same of paper, age. I can and see. it says gold, Austin Powers Gold Member and Star Wars The Phantom Menace, and I hand it over, and I slide the piece of paper over, and you go, I, I saw these 14 times. <laughs> In the movie theater. Thank you, sir. Uh, (laughs) It could be funny if, like, you have everybody place wagers online. We're like, I've seen two movies combined 14 times in the theater. What do you think there are? I will give a million dollars cash (laughs) if anybody can get them right within 15 guesses per person. Yeah. No, it would never happen. It would would never happen. Ever get there. That's probably how I get out of jury duty the next time. Right. (laughs) Be like, you know what? I have a wager. Gold member. Five times. Times the theater. You might get a, a, you might get a stray episode one <laughs> guess in there or something. Yeah, of course. Just because of the franchise. And I think I've said I've said that on the podcast before that I've seen that one, but still. Yeah, this gold member thing. It's a real adolescent. This is a pop my culture excuse. There it is. There it is. Headline, variety, (laughs) deadline, all of them. Well, I hope JJ takes care of Star Wars, and it. it, I feel like he's calming down with the lens flares because everybody's called him out on it so many times. So I don't think you'll see a lot of that in the movie. I always like him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind him at all. (laughs) They blow out so much of the shots, though. Like in. There are scenes when they're running through the Enterprise in the second Star Trek movie. Oh, I do just, remember that. It it's just like blows out the whole fireworks. Frame. Yeah. You're like, yeah. What are you? What? Why? Maybe it's just covering up like white. Hey, you're on that ship. You're locked in that ship. Like there's for no five surprise. <laughs> Someone's gonna dim the lights. Yeah. Let's no turn those down in the corridor. <laughs> like I feel that. like when he was a teenager, he probably was the guy that went to the movies and shined a little red spot on fucking everything. <laughs> I put a light, I put a flare here. Yep. And here. put another flare here. It, remember, remember the Nintendo 64 game Rangor. Rank, yeah. It was like a uh, you'd fight. You're essentially shooting dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. I remember well, that. Well, I, it was a lot of fun. It was okay. first-person shooter. Right. Plus, you're they're extinct raptors. anyways. What are you going to do? killing raptors that were out to kill you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, not good dinosaurs. You're not, like, going after herbivores that are, like, grazing peacefully in a valley. Like that, was the first, that was the first video game that I saw a lens flare in. So oh. you, would look, you would look up at the thing, and you'd see the flaring of the lens. And for me, I remember thinking, even then, I was like, why would that occur? If this is a first-person shooter, I'm looking through my eyeballs. I'm not going to see a lens flare. It just t- takes you out and reminds you that Clever you're watching man. a movie. Like, yeah. There's that thing in like Children of Men, which is like one of my favorite movies ever. Great it's movie. magnificent. There's that one shot at the end. It's like 20 minutes, one camera going through a war zone. It's insane. It's a technical marvel. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the, the Quran's told the story that like they could do two time, two shots a day on it because they had to Ooh. reset everything oh every God. time and it had to be perfect. And they had like five days to do it. So they were basically going to get 10 takes and that was it on the very last take. That's the one that's in the movie. Um, there's the point where the blood splatters and hits the lens and he was about to call cut and be like, fuck it. I guess we're gonna have to cut this thing up. And then his, uh, Lubezki or whatever, his cinematographer is like, you know, no, 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 keep going. So they got through it. And he's like, and I look back and he's like, he loved it that when it did that. Cause it, I don't know, for some reason just felt real, real, but kind of took you out a little, a little yeah. bit, but not too much. And like, that's the shot that's in the movie. And it's like phenomenal. And he's like, thank God that Lubezki like waved me off <laughs> and made me go through the rest of the shot. Cause that was it. Alfonso, he's a, he's an interesting guy. The uh, I met him at Comic Con, and he was just like, "What the fuck is the name of the movie that he just did?" Gravity. Yeah, Gravity had just screened at Comic Con, and I didn't know anything about it, so he explained the movie to me. <laughs> like, sit this loud Comic Con party. He's sitting there with his son, and they're both explaining Gravity. To oh me. my gosh! <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, all right. One that more. is so funny to think about. But it was like, what was the explanation like? It was just, it was... She's in space. <laughs> no, and what they were talking about for me, because I was such a space nut, yeah. they were just talking about the technology of it Oh, all. cool. Like, yeah, like, they stopped making it because the technology wasn't there yet. Yeah. Like, they waited like a decade for yeah. it to catch up to the idea, which is pretty weird. It was, uh, it, was, it was very cool, though, that they would just, like in the middle of Comic-Con, it allowed fucking parties super late at night. They would just be like... Be pitching you the logistics. With drinks <laughs> in their hands, going like, right. well, here's how this works. You know, there's some debris. <laughs> like, all right, all right. Okay. Wow. Cool. Still haven't seen it. No way. <laughs> it's, it's a nice leisurely. Well, you have to make romp. a lot of time for That's the true. at home Austin Powers movie. I, I, know. I gotta see <laughs> You that only got again. so much real estate to do. I, I, I do have to see Gravity, but I feel like at this point it's been ruined for me. It's just, I mean, it's again technologically amazing, yeah. and it's very intense and a lot to watch. It's one like, of those you should see it on IMAX. Stressful, movies, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. There definitely was a moment when the entire audience started cracking up because they're like, "Come on!" Nah. When um, and I'm not going to really spoil that much. Like she does get back, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, like she crashes into the ocean or whatever. And, like, gets out of the pod and, like, is sinking into the water. And then all of a sudden, like, the seaweed is, like, too much. And she's having a hard time swimming through that, you know? And people are like, give this chick a break. She finally got back to Earth and she's going to drown. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great ending. Anyway. Wouldn't it be, like, The Mist, the ending of The Mist? Cool. Did you see The Mist? Yes. That, the, yes. This... the Tom Jane one? Yeah. Tom Jane's The Mist? Tom Jane's The Mist. <laughs> the ending of that, like, I thought was brilliant. But I pissed. The studio hated it. It pissed everybody yeah. off. And it's not like it ends. The book is like just open ended, yeah. I guess. So no one knows mm-hmm. how it ends. But the movie is so depressing yeah. and so fucked up. But I like when they, I like when you do that. Yeah, why not? Thing. It's like, yeah, guys. Guess what? Not everything is happy ending Hollywood fun fun. Right. The mist is different. Yeah. Tom Jane's The Mist is different. The Mist is fucked up from the beginning. It's not like yeah. you ever think that this is going to be. You God, know, I go to the bathroom for one second. Time. I come back and y'all are talking about The Mist. Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> Can't leave boys alone we anymore. We just love grocery stores in Maine. Right? <laughs> That's what we started talking about. Yeah, one thing leads to another. Yeah, you know how it goes. First, we're like, do you remember that PC game Mist? And they're like, do you remember Tom Jane's The Mist? <laughs> what? And that's where we went. You know, how, you know how it goes. We were just talking about lobster rolls. What Guys, man. Yeah, I don't know how it happened, but we got there. Uh, well, let's do firsts. Okay, we do great. this every podcast. It's a different first. We've already sort of talked about it, but it might be something different for you. Mm-hmm. What was the first spy thing you were into as a kid? Um, that's a great question. The first spy thing I was into as a kid. Hmm. We know the answer is the tuxedo. Yeah. 
<laughs> with Jackie Chan, in that to- he didn't know how to work it at first. Right. Oh, but he figured it out. And then he kept he went into destruction mode. And he's destroying everything <laughs> in the room. He couldn't turn it off. Yeah, What's right? not to love? <laughs> uh, the first spy thing I loved as a kid. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I. Because it's always just, it's an amorphous sort of blob of James Bond. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't really remember the first were James your, Bond. Were your family into James Bond? No, I sort of found it on my own mm-hmm. uh, via weird reruns of things. And I remember Tom Hanks talking about, um, he was on Oprah promoting, I want to say it was Apollo 13 or earlier. And he was talking about, like, what his... She asked him what his ideal Saturday or Sunday was or something, mm-hmm. like, like some innocuous Oprah question. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, James Bond marathon on television, and I have a root beer float. <laughs> I was like, Tom Hanks. I love you. You sound... You are America's you sweetheart. Sound perfect. Yeah. That's what I think. That's when my James Bond obsession was, like, next level. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tom Hanks is into this. I can be into it's this. It's very cool. <laughs> That I think, yeah. So early, I mean, early on, it was my sisters loved uh, James Bond movies, and they loved uh, Timothy Dalton, and of course, Duran Duran was big in our home because I have older sisters. Um, so I just, I viewed a kill. I remember very vividly as as a thing, and the Duran Duran song, and then Goldeneye. When Goldeneye came out, I was twelve. So, of course, yeah, of course, sweet spot, of course, yeah, that was a good one. This. Yeah. I remember being kind of like, we'll get to yours in a second, but I remember being like a little weirded out when Pierce Brosnan took over at first. I thought he was just like a little too slick. Yeah. And then I grew to like him in it, and then, and then yeah. they went the exact opposite way. I Craig. enjoy him yeah. very much. My co-host of James Bonding, Matt Gourley, does, does not, not enjoy him. So whenever I take a picture of something on Instagram, like I went to the James Bond Museum, was taking pictures of this thing, and I was posting them on Instagram, and every time Pierce Brosnan was in it, I would tag it as Matt Gourley. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What was yours, Vanessa? What was your first... I think my first was Harriet the Spy, the book. Oh, of course. And then that was like, I read it so many times and I loved it so much. And then I just remember getting, like, wanting to be like that, like sneaky kid stuff. And I always loved any books that had that element. Like, I loved Nancy Drew. I loved the Hardy Boys, all those little mysteries where they're snooping a bit. And then um, I remember really wanting, like, a decoder ring. Mm. There were those, like, catalogs that would have all sorts of things. And I always wanted the gadgetry so badly. And I eventually got one. It was so fun, oh. but my sister didn't want to play with me. Like I wanted, I needed to write to letters to messages. somebody. Yeah, yeah. Right. not not so good. So, I mean, it <laughs> oh, was a well, cool team. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I mean, I definitely did love Hardy Boys on Mickey Mouse Club. I used to like watch. Oh, sure, loved those segments. But for me, it was definitely the movie Cloak and Dagger. I watched oh. the shit out of that thing. I loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. That's the one with Henry Thomas and Dabney Coleman. Were like. His dad and him are kind of estranged. Dabney Coleman is amazing. He's great. I love Dabney. Anyway, he's great. And I I watched the shit out of that. (laughs) It's just the whole idea of the kid who's like really involved in a spy thing, but everybody else thinks he's crying wolf. And then there's actually a body count and it gets kind of serious and he beats the bad guys and he's just a kid in the backpack, you know, (laughs) and it tied into a game too. Cause like the whole cartridge is the cloak and dagger cartridge that had like spy plans on it or whatever. And he ended up with the real one and William Forsythe shows up and dies. Are these plans? Spy plans. Spy plans. (laughs) (laughs) From that Mr. Show sketch or whatever it was. Space Space plans plans. is the line in the Mr. Show sketch. Space plans. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's when he's uh, in the lie detector for, for the interview sh- for the shoe, shoe store. Player. Yeah, to be a shoe clerk. Spy plants. <laughs> space space plants. Have you ever with your penis? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, got all of that sketch. Um, let's see your question, Z. Okay, great. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? I never have. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. I gotta go. If, uh, if Nerdist can't get them in the podcast, then I think we're doomed. I know. Those mysterious yeah, you're women. never getting billionaires, <laughs> those little billionaires on this show. Today I was looking up because our families have these like very intense secret Santa situations going on, but I don't know anything that I want. So I was trying to scour the internet sure. for like, what would I like? And I stumbled upon their wish list that they put out, like their must-haves. Everything on the list is price at request only. <laughs> like there's nothing you could ever want. No, it's like just the thing of like, no mere mortals will ever buy these <laughs> lovely, beautiful things. And I love them Mary Kay's more. Mary <laughs> Uh, the, the island of Malta. What? <laughs> Do they have a they have a wish list, or is it like buy these gifts for your loved ones? Yeah, it's like okay. that. Like, oh yeah, not for them. But okay. It's like these are our favorite things that we would give people we yeah. love, and none of them. Three have, helicopters. Only, like you have to <laughs> write them for the special million dollar price. Um, okay, rumor has it you developed and are producing the show Chop Tank coming to the Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear you, who your celebrity judges are and a little bit about how the show functions well chop tank of course has been a pet project of mine for years sure, sure. right and it's, it's a rescue it's what it is is uh you i'm gonna have uh four cooks come mm-hmm. into the kitchen and what they're doing is they're preparing foods that the uh judges have to invest in Mm-hmm. As though as the next great airline food. Oh, yeah, I like it. it's a tie-in with American Airlines. They there we got some back-end funding. No one was going to make this thing, but right. American Airlines showed up. They put up, and guys, it's going to be a hoot. Our celebrity judges, mm-hmm. of course, uh, we got Gordon Ramsay over yes. there. Right, he's going to be there because he has a restaurant airport, uh, airport restaurant in London. So oh, we right. thought, let's just have a guy in the industry who knows yeah. what's happening. That's he knows great. this airplane food. This he's guy got knows. a great person. Personality. It's, it's a hoot. Tried and true, you know. He's sassy and mean, but he's got heart. It's heart of gold. Heart of gold. And then we wanted to bring in a celebrity who you didn't know was really into food, but is. So oh. Susanna Hoffs of the Bangles. Oh, oh nice. wow. Is going to be there as well. Uh, she's actually going to, every time they go to commercial, she's going to play the musical interlude. It's a Whoa, thing we're working risky. on. Well, we got some money from Fender. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a lot of like food puns, right? In yeah. Songs. Close huge, your eyes. Huge. Give me some ham, darling. <laughs> you know, that'd be good. It's going to be a hoot. And rounding out our judges table, we thought we'd go the other way with everything all together. Together, and it's actually going to be Milos Forman. Oh, Whoa! Nice. Yeah. It's you a, guys were really thinking out of the box. Well, we wanted someone there who just enjoyed food yeah. and knew how to produce something. Yeah. So well. he's there to tell us what he would eat on an airplane. <laughs> and it never relates to what has been shown yeah. to him. And they, have to, they don't put up their own money. What they do is they put up money that is going to help the Bowery Homeless Shelter. Oh. It's a weird thing. We're taking it out of there to invest into these meals for airlines. Right. Okay. We're working it out a little bit right now. There's some legalese we got to get through, but pretty soon. Oh, my God. Gross. The idea of all they these you know, chef contestants pitching you know, their foods. Yeah. How many times have you guys been on route to JFK and you're like... I'm hungry, but for some curried cauliflower. Well, we'll get it. Here's no your further. <laughs> We're going to give you the hardest roll possible. <laughs> 
You thought they couldn't get any harder or more dense. <laughs> well, my recipe goes to show you. Um, okay, uh, next it's question. Chuck. We're putting chalk. <laughs> We're wrapping chalk inside of bread. <laughs> Take a bite. Ow. <laughs> Thanks. So sharks. Who's going to invest? What was the most annoying thing about working at the Genius Bar? Like the most common complaint or... Uh, the most annoying... There was a couple of things that were very like, oh, fuck, this is going to take forever. Uh, problems with iPhoto libraries, mm-hmm. where as soon as someone was like, I have a problem with iPhoto, you knew that it could either take 12 seconds or three hours. Oh. So a lot of these problems were things that like... And like, all these dick pics were popping up on yeah, the laptop. No, it was like and- legit, like, sometimes, because Apple made the switch over, I remember during, in OS ten. I feel like it was ten point three. They changed iLife. They changed the iPhoto library from individual files to one, just Ooh. one like zipped file. So if something got corrupt, it would the whole library. Yeah, and it was like, and then it was like trying to figure out which one was broken. You had to go into the file packet. It was. There was some stuff, and sometimes like Just we had to do. Stresses me out. Like, we oh, had to no. do like, and you're like dealing with these people's photos, and of course you ask them if they're backed up, and they weren't backed up. I hated people who didn't back up their data. Yeah, that got really annoying to me. Yeah, it it, and some of these people like you're looking at them, and this is like life or death for them, and this is like some people would bring in old like even older than this like computers. He's, he's gesturing to gesturing the towards the uh, white 2006 behemoth. MacBook. 13 inch. Uh, it's probably got a 2.4 gigahertz Intel. Uh, she has processor. to be plugged in or she dies I'm immediately. That your top case hasn't cracked. Usually this piece right here breaks off on both sides and that is a free replacement. It's a known oh. problem on, uh, on those Apple computers. The, all this thing does is this exact thing. It's our backup recorder. That's right. At <laughs> so least you have a backup. You're smarter yeah. than most. Uh, so, yeah, but a lot of people, sometimes it would be really a bummer when you're dealing with people. Oh, the other thing, too, that was, like, so depressing at the Apple store in Los Angeles. At the Grove? Yeah, at the Grove. It was the people who would take the classes. You could do the classes with uh, the trainers, Mm -hmm. and they would take classes in iLife, and it was people constantly cutting their terrible reels. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. And trying to make their own websites, and that that was That's a soul crusher. That broke my heart every time I walked by. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I could imagine that. Sometimes I feel like with Apple, it's like, I love it and hate it because there's the whole, like, I feel like Apple designers like, all right, what can we fuck with today? Yeah. What can we just change for the sake of changing it? They've ruined iTunes. Oh, my gosh. Like, completely. And I don't think, honest to God, and this is the one, this is the one thing I know that if Steve Jobs was around would not have been so poorly executed because that guy loved music. He was a big like audiophile. It is the worst. He he loved music. He loved albums. He loved bands. And the fact that now with the way that it works on the phone, you can't get into an album. Yep, it's crazy. It's the worst. Because like a song will come up when I'm shuffling, and it'll be like Tom Petty, and I want to be like, oh, Ooh, I want to yeah. hear "Damn the Torpedoes" today. And right. you can't you can't get, get to it to it from the song. Like it's insanity. And they don't this want whole iCloud thing where there's songs that are not really there. Well, they don't want anything they that can't I, play. Real. Yeah. I mean, I throw my phone I, so often in the car, just like ah, because the, of the music. I the just Apple don't want it. The music thing changed while I was overnight. I updated my phone and it flipped over to this Apple Music thing, and I got on a plane for six hours. And I used to have 
all of my music on my phone. I have a 164 gig phone or 28, whatever the fuck it is, 128 gig phone because I keep all my music on my phone. And I got on the plane and I looked at my library and there was nothing in there. It was all clouded. And I was like, no. That's so stupid. I like, I use an iPod. I don't have any songs on my phone. I just use an iPod Classic, yeah. which is 160 Smart. gigs, which is worth like $1,000 right now. Because yes. yeah. these idiots at Apple's discontinued anything for high volume. Yeah. For people that are like, I have like 20,000 songs. I need them all on there. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I just need yeah. them. Yeah. Let me have them, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> just let me have it. But they went to the touch technology, and like then because of that, like it's like half of that is like the highest capacity thing or whatever. And it's like, why not? Just like, and maybe people aren't buying them as much, but it's not killing you to make a handful, like, yeah. or just do them online or something. There was but, a there was a thing I read about them it being harder for them to get the parts, which I to, from to Japan which I or whatever. Understood was the fact that they were, and that was a bummer too. And iPods were failing, and people were like, "What's happening? This is my <laughs> iPod." Um, but uh, they used non-solid state hard drives in them. So people stopped making that small a drive, that large, yeah, and they couldn't get the part anymore. And that's sort of why they discontinued it. Instead of just, I think they should just jack the price up a little yeah. bit and threw in a solid state drive. And people would I have, a ter- I have a terabyte solid state terabyte drive in my laptop at home now. They they make them. Yeah. Yeah. Charge me six hundred bucks for it. I'll I'll gladly buy an iPod that Daddy will lay it down. I'll listen. If I'm buying a these lot of James Bond would. Posts, you <laughs> yeah. know, like this guy is he is just bait. No, no, I will waste money on anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just hate the idea that everything has to live in this nebulous cloud that's floating around. Right. And like, I don't back anything up to the cloud. Yeah. I've never turned that on. I've paid for extra iCloud storage just because all my email sits on the server. Mm. Yeah. It's all, you know. But it is just because at some point, Anonymous is going to want to fuck with my iTunes library. Someone's going to want to do so. It's so funny, too. <laughs> like, that's the thing, too, that I couldn't wrap my head around about the, uh, for lack of a better term, the fappening, which was the <laughs> yeah. the hack of all the celebrity yeah. nude pictures and everything like that from the phones. And it was just like, I just was like, my mind was blown that these idiots would turn on Cloud Sync yeah. at any point in there. Yeah. Life. I, I don't care if you're a celebrity or no. Like, turn off your cloud sync, people. That's just sitting on a server. Yeah, that anyone can get to. It's crazy. And the other thing too, which was hilarious, I read a, uh, I read an item about how about Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rosdale, mm-hmm. and that she had found out he was cheating on her with the nanny, the nanny, because he had done the iCloud sync, and so he, embarrassing. He was also tied into his iPad. Which you get a message that show, pops Shows up at twenty seven devices. Like, I was just like, God damn it! Basic, and it's what hard a to like, good way for it's him to hard go down to understand now. like how Proof. to like because I've accidentally synced up my phone with this or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how I did it. I did it somehow. Yeah, <laughs> and then like so like if I get a text like a little thing pops up or whatever it's telling me like and I was like I don't want it to do all that. I don't mind that. Yeah, that I like. I text almost exclusively from my computer because I don't like. Yeah, my well, I like I like you know I have my computer out there. Sometimes my phone's like in the living room or something like that. Yeah. And it's great to like. Oh, I'm just tuned in. I'm just I'm really there. But this is again my device, <laughs> and it's talking to me. Right. Not like. Right. Also, I would never, Everybody I would never cheat on my wife, but so I'd also be smart enough 
to not cloud sync my stupid iPad. <laughs> Don't worry, my iPad is cloud sync. I have nothing to hide. You can use it anytime you want. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, if you had to sum up Star Trek in two sentences, what would they be? It would be. Uh, it would be a s- true science fiction. True science fiction allegories for current day social problems that is set in the Space Navy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty goddamn accurate. Boom! Who's your, uh, who's your favorite captain if you had to pick one? It depends, you know, honestly. It depends on the situation. Yeah. Oh, you know, who I want to be my captain. True, yeah. So if I'm going into battle, I want my captain to be Benjamin Sisko. And okay. I want the Defiant to be my ship. It's 15 decks. It's It's armored. Quantum torpedoes, the thing is ready to go. It was designed to take on the Borg. It's a quick, agile little ship. Okay? So that's that's A. If I'm going into battle, I want Ben Sisko as my captain. All right. Uh, diplomatic missions, of course, I need Captain Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc Picard. Picard. yeah. I mean, the man's going to not get us into situations where we're going to need Sisko. Yeah. That's so, that's right. I mean, maybe in that, if in that sense, I want Captain Picard to be my captain. Because he can just de-escalate. Yeah. And I think that uh, Janeway I find to be an excellent captain, but I don't know how she would do in regular Starfleet land. Because I've only seen her operating in the Delta Quadrant by herself, right. breaking all sorts of Starfleet rules. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. And uh, Kirk, if I needed like a real racist at the helm, right, <laughs> who would fuck anything that moved, there it is. That's that's when I want. Captain I think mine would be uh, Kirk. Captain John Harriman. Oh, sure, from the Enterprise B. Yeah, yeah. Because if he give Cameron a starship, <laughs> something's gonna happen. Well, he's gonna drive it out of his dad's garage, yep. and it's gonna be no good. Oh, Starfleet will keep calling. They'll keep calling. They'll keep they, calling. If they put a scene in where they had to put the Enterprise B into reverse <laughs> to try and get the odometer back, we were supposed to just go. Do a loop around the solar system, <laughs> and we put so many miles on this thing, we got to reverse it. <laughs> when Harriman Scotty would just be like, it's not going to work, Harriman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you think you're doing. Oh, man. But yeah, I love, I love Star Trek. I had, like, some, because, like, I've always mm. joked that he's my favorite. My friend Gabe Diani get, got me, like, they had, like, a spinoff comic of Captain yes, John Harriman. Yes, I had it. And so I had that, and then when I when we had Alan Ruck on the podcast years ago, I had him sign it. So I have like this signed. Oh, that's fantastic, John Harriman. It's a weird thing. To... I liked I liked him a lot. The other the other like one shot captain I would have enjoyed seeing more of is Kelsey Grammer, play the captain of the USS Bozeman in an episode of Star Trek. The Next Whoa! Generation. Just one quick scene, and apparently Kelsey Grammer is a big Trekkie. Really? Uh, and they shot on the Paramount lot anyway, so they just were like. Hey, do you want to? It's funny to see people do like Christian Slater. I know he's a huge fan. Yes, so when he did, he's in Star Trek Six. Yeah, yeah. He like framed the paycheck and put it on his wall. He's just Aww. he just walks in and goes like, uh, "Hey, Captain, uh, I think you've got a call on the deck." <laughs> Enterprise uh, wants to know uh, Enterprise's whereabouts. Right, and that's like all it is. And then he yeah. walks out. Yeah. You know, get some grape slushies. Oh, yes. um, I love Star Trek. Yeah, so much. it's good stuff. Uh, this is your final question yes. for me. You've angered a wizard, and he's going to punish you, but mm-hmm. he's giving you two options. Mm-hmm. Either you may never. And this is especially pertinent today. Mm. Uh, this takes effect immediately. Gotcha. You can never do a podcast again, ever. From this moment on, Wizard right, is a Wizard. Before right before you're Daniel supposed Craig. to meet Daniel Craig. <laughs> or you can do everything you want, but you do have to release and record 10 hours a day of recording of your life. <laughs> 10 hours a day of recording. 
I I, I would uh, never do a podcast. Oh, <gasps> Tana, I can't do. Tana. I mean, but you could today just. I'm it could just be like, you living your life. Today, so. I'm doing four hours, thereabouts, four or five hours of podcasting, and <sighs> tomorrow I have two podcasts. Wednesday, I might have another one. Thursday, I have two. It's it, my weeks are as it is. Like too much. Podcast. I'm not going to squeeze another. Well, I was thinking a good in. loophole could be like you tape yourself sleeping, and you have to get your wife to agree to it. Could be weird, well, no but there could be live. I don't want to put out a bad podcast. <laughs> I like you so much. You're very classy. Huh. You're, You're a very classy person. You get these people downloading this free thing. You got to give Go it to. Top. You got to give it to. You know, make it count. Some reason <laughs> to listen. You hear me snoring. <laughs> I bet people would. <laughs> God no, it's scary what people. It is like. funny, like when I see people tweet at me, like I just listened to three Matt Meyer podcasts. But I'm like, why? Are you okay? <laughs> what is happening? I'm so sorry that Reach no one else. The people around I'm so you. sorry you're out of Marin's. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Like every once in a while, I'm reminded because like somebody tweeted the other day about like just catching up on PMC podcasts, or, like, the Matt Kirshen episode, whatever. And like the guy was in Ireland, you know. And I was like, yeah. it's just weird when you like realize, oh yeah, people all over the world. That's hilarious. Listen to you because the the James Bonding podcast. 25% of our numbers come from outside the United States. Whoa. And a shit ton of that is from England. Great Oh, Britain. that's awesome. Like, are finding that podcast and listening. It's weird to when it. you see where the little pockets are, where you yeah. have a lot of listeners. Like, Sweden is good for us, and Australia for some reason. Like, I don't know why. Norway and Finland, apparently, I'm very popular over there. Yeah. It's, it's, you gotta go take advantage it's of that. fascinating. Well, I was, yeah, Kevin Smith and I were talking about booking, because I do another podcast with him about Frasier. Yep. But you're doing it at SS Sketch Fest. We are doing it at SF Sketch That's Fest. So cool a good time. And bizarre. <laughs> I'll be at Sketch Fest. Sixth year in a row for me to go to Sketch Fest. I'm very excited. I love it up there. Uh, we'll get out before the Super Bowl comes and everyone will be happy. Yep. <laughs> everyone wins. That's the working idea this That's year. That's the goal. Did you see that the NFL wants them to take down the lines for the buses? What? The NFL wants those removed for like their area where they're going to have all Cole the fan looks events like that. Right and the city's like, no, we can't. It's going to cost yeah. blah, blah, blah. Plus, it would have to Plus be down what it means. for like three weeks. And people use this to commute in this terribly trafficy city. Plus, the game is not even in San Francisco. Right. It's like 40 miles yeah. on the fucking yeah. freeway. Yeah. Like, what the NFL is like. It's crazy. Anyway. That's what was hilarious to us just like when we were trying to figure out when to do it. Because we're like, oh, the Super Bowl. But this we knew like a year ago yeah. or whatever. Like even the clubs, like Punchline and Cobbs, were like we're just like holding for private parties. Like we couldn't even get, we weren't going to go get venues and hotels will be like, like yeah. extortion for like two weeks for one football game. It's insane that neither Bay Area team will be in. Yeah. by the way, guys, it's maybe America's Oakland, game. but oh. that's an offside chance. They're <laughs> maybe, competitive. Okay. I, this, love your, I love your. I love your attitude. They're competitive this season. I love your attitude. They're competitive. I'll give them that. But <laughs> put up some points. And no one thought they would. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. There it is. Um, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Just weird. Weird. Yay, Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> good, good for everybody. <laughs> the last few Super Bowls, I've been fortunate enough to watch them at CineFamily while interrupting them with Doug. Oh, that's, that's, such a, that's a good like, situation. It, uh, that, is, that is a little taxing, though, because it's, it's five hours of like trying to be on it. You know, you can't take breaks and stuff like that, but it's... It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. you watch six year, movies in a day. You can do anything. Yeah, last year though was the Seattle Seattle Patriots, and I'm a Patriots yeah. fan. Ah, and it was uh, and it Seattle was, just gave that game away. At it the was end, tough which was to like amazing because I was like 
I was like yelling into the microphone about oh. the Patriots sucking it up and like being bullshit. And then that that interception at the end, I was just like, I love football. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of yeah, happened last that, night. That was the that, biggest head scratcher I think ever because I, it's always usually in the middle of Sketchfest. Like it's we stay dark on on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. We get a much we get a much needed breather because we're in yeah. the middle of the festival. And usually I'm just watching it in my hotel room on the TV there, just like vegging out. Yeah. And I remember like watching that and just like I was just, my jaw dropped and they didn't hand off to Marshawn Lynch, who's like arguably the best goal line yeah. back in the league. Yeah. And then that play happened and then the whole thing reversed. I was like, well, all right, Seattle, way to way to go. I, yeah, I think they would have. I think that. The pa- I think the Patriots. Here's the here's why I don't. I don't want Seattle fans to like go like why didn't we fucking run it? Because I think the Patriots. There's a there is a, still a chance. There's still like a thirty forty percent chance the Patriots goal line defense could have stopped yeah, Marshawn Lynch. True. And you know so you're looking at an outcome. Either way, I think it's a little it's less of a coin flip. You know, running it obviously, but. I think throwing it. No one could have seen that interception coming. Butler, where he came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's that's just, true. And they had run that. The crazy. Did you? You probably didn't. This is really just I'm just glazing like, over. Hey, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> but in the uh, sports, sports, in the sports, documentary sports, sports. on NFL Channel, uh, the Do Your Job documentary, which is about the Patriots season, they show the Patriots running in practice this this exact play for this exact situation of. Uh, Butler going over to cover and he misses the route in practice. Butler <gasps> does, and he's like, I gotta get there, I gotta get that. And then the situation comes up, and Butler, having missed it in practice, is like extra, like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm gonna do here. He goes, and it's just like crazy preparation from the Patriots that, he, that they knew they called that. That's a good little uh, plot line for him. Yeah. Really is like that happens in the first act, and then yeah, they, okay. he wins it at the end. And then I get Tom Brady's truck. Yeah. <laughs> and then they won the Super Bowl, and all went and partied and watched Austin Powers and Gold Member. Yeah, like they That's do. How you do? Like they do. Grunk, it was just a roof Brady, race. We're yeah. all just watching Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it all the way through, Matt. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, really. people can follow you on the Twitter. At Matt Myra. That's true. M A T T M I R A. And I believe the uh, Instagram as well. Same. Yep. I, I parked that when I found out there was another Matt Myra out there. Oh, no. A little shit in Hawaii. Some There's a couple cool friends out there. It's a snowboarding kid. Did you park everything? Uh, the second I found out, I was like, gotta get everything Matt Myra. Every username I could think of. I have, oh, um, I have, I mean, I have it on Twitter and, yeah. like, you know, obviously it's my name on Facebook, but like um, Instagram, I. And my email's like the reverse because I couldn't get it. Did you get the URL for Facebook? Did you go on there and go, I'm going to be facebook.com forward slash Cole Stratton? I don't I got that so. from my name. I got that from my I was like this mother, this little kid. I know there's a vet named Vanessa Ravon, and I just hate her. Yeah. As you should. Saving animals' animal lives. Save her. <laughs> the worst. People need to Google me more than yeah. her when their dogs are in trouble. <laughs> well, what's funny is like that other Cole Stratton like friended me on Facebook because I was like, yeah, why not? Right? Yeah. And like, they're, my fam, like my relatives, are on there. They posted something about something or whatever, and they then tagged he, Ron Cole, he like, or? I think maybe, but he wrote in the comments about something, kind of like a shitty little like comment or something, and it confused the hell out of everybody. And they're like, "Why would you say that?" And I was like, "It's not me, dudes. <laughs> you know what I look like? Look, look at a photo. I'm if, not a snowboarder. Yeah, like, am I like 22 and tall and clean shaven? Oh, like, what a dream. That sounds right? great. I was oh, once. I wish I, I was. was once. Oh, Cole Stratton. 
Bizarro Cole sounds this better. This isn't better. me like, you know, putting up an old photo like I'm like the quarterback in the best of times trying to relive the golden years. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So, anywho, uh, yeah, so go on that stuff and yep, follow me at. And, uh, and you have many a podcast, too. I do. I have lots and lots of podcasts. Most uh, of which are on the Nerdist Network or close by. Mm, or Earwolf. Two are on the Nerdist Network. Yeah. Uh, two are on Smodco. And one is independent. Right. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's a good amount. I like to spread it. Yeah. And in case any of these networks fold, guys, right. we're going to be okay. Be i got to have on a top. i got to have a nest egg of free <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> My Friendster podcast failed. I don't know why I went on their oh, podcasting God. network. Just, oh, I put all my eggs in this pen. <laughs> right. Oh, jeepers. Uh, well, thanks for being here, Matt. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, well, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. You parked it. You parked the shit out of that, dude. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Matt. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.